Our God has been so wild lately. He doesn't seem to listen. He doesn't obey my commands, and we can't even bribe him with trees. He's gotten so out of hand, he may even have to be put down. God is not the problem here. The problem is the people who want to be the leader of the pack. We reintroduce God. We retrain people. You're listening to The God Whisperers. Welcome to the God Whispers. Oh, I'm Greg D'Onofrio. I'm Bill Swirla. It's the Bacon the Song. The Bacon Song. We haven't had this for a while. Oh, I hey, just kinda... bring, bring that up again. I missed that song. Yes. I like it crispy, and I like it on my tongue. It's so yummy. It's fun, 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 fun. Bacon is fun. It like heaven. But it looks like bacon. <laughs> Tastes like heaven, but it looks like bacon. I want when I wake I love bacon. Ah, the noble pork. Yes, the fine, fine beast that the pig is. You know, Anthony so, Bourdain asked this pr- provocative question. Um, at what point does the animal become meat? I don't understand. Well, you know, if you kind of follow the process, and and most of us most of us don't follow the process, you know. I mean, we just we just basically purchase it as. Oh, meat. I see what you're saying. But you know, it's like my in-laws. You know, they raise their 4-H cows and stuff like that, and and they have names, and they're like pets. They're well cared for, but at some point, I, th- Be- I think Bessie becomes me. Yes, yeah. I, I have a friend uh, who was out in Connecticut with me. He's a pastor out there. And uh, he decided he was going to go to the market and get some live lobsters. Yeah, and okay. he, had his, he had his son with him. He was probably seven or eight at the time. I don't know, something like that. And by the time that they got home, he had constructed names for them and paths oh, and, and knew where they were from and, yeah. and uh, what their relationship was to SpongeBob and all sorts of stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was a sad thing when old Lobby went into the pot there. Lobby, yeah. yeah that, that, lobby that's the lobster, a, into the yeah. boiling water. Yeah. Screaming silently. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Verdane determined that it's it's uh, he was observing the evisceration of a lamb or a pig. I can't remember what it is, but and and it's total dismemberment by by a large crew of people working outside with very sharp knives and uh, doing an impressive job at it. But I think he determined it's at the point of evisceration, you know, when the the animals the animals belly is slit and all the guts are just sort of scraped out. At that point, it has become meat. Well, you know, it's interesting in our in our culture as Americans, our cats and dogs and even iguanas become parts of the family. Oh yeah, you know they're they're just they're they're our children, uh, but in some other cultures they're food. <laughs> I've, I've actually I've seen iguana stew. So uh, mm, yes, mm, iguana stew. So it's delicious. like chicken. I'm sure it is. You know, it's I think like chicken, chicken is kind of the least denom- least common denominator meat. 
You know, if something can't taste like anything else, it tastes like chicken. Can chickens form an emotional bond with humans? I, you know, I, I, I don't know. We, when we go on our walk every morning, my wife and I walk every morning. There's, um, there's this flock of chickens. Uh, You've got I, a neighbor with chickens. I've got chickens. Um, I think we've got. Uh, I think we counted like eight of them. They're very beautiful, actually. They're, they're, they're black and white, feathered with really nice red crest. There, but they, they all kind of run around together. And... You, you live in uh, little Shanghai, is that right? Something well, like yeah, part of it is part, part part of it is a suburb of Mexico City. So, <laughs> so, so between between uh, being kind of an appendage to Shanghai and an appendage to Tijuana, um, you know, life can get colorful. But yeah, on many occasions we we observe them crossing the road and and wonder why. <laughs> Oh, that's bad. <laughs> but Good night, Dad. Bye, Mr. McKenzie. Fine, go. You've stayed your hour. All right. Little thanks, early for, on the, thanks for being on the guide. A little, little early uh, with that one, aren't us. you? We'll see you next time. Well, uh, how's, how's, William, mom, move your head. <laughs> how's mom's basement doing? Mom's there? basement is pretty good right now. It's, right, it's not bad. Going? Yeah, no, she was traveling for about a week. So. Oh, so she's not in the... Yeah, so we were... We were yeah, uh, now, you're not actually in the basement. No, there's no basement. Because we're, in we're Californians. California. We don't have basements. Yeah, the water table's kind of weird. Well, and they something. build on a slab, so there's no there's no basement. Why? Is it, is it the water table? Is that why there are so few basements in California? I don't think if, so. If you look at the uh, old houses... I have a crawl space, them, I, and, and there's no reason why I couldn't have a basement. Yeah, I don't think it's water table. I, I think it's just that they didn't build houses Builders in basements. There because there are no tornadoes that usually hit us. Is <laughs> yeah, that right. Yeah, that's that was always good. I don't, you know, when I lived in the Midwest, I loved having a basement. So I lived in the basement. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> I mean, no, I did. I had my room down there. I I mean, storage galore. Oh yeah. Well, it doubled your square footage. Oh yeah. You know, and and, and my dad built up most of the basement. So so half of it was finished. You know, the whole thing, sheetrock. Nice yeah. Floor. If you have a dry basement, it's it's gold. It leaked. Yeah. Um, but we but it was it was a foundation crack. They they eventually after many 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 years and attempts of uh, trying to seal it, they finally got they brought professionals in. Well, that, and, and they shot this epoxy stuff. Yeah. First they widened the crack, and then then they go and they shoot this this this. They have to bring in this thing. It's got like two hoses. Yeah. And and they under pressure they shoot that in uh, until it emerges from the other side. And yeah, apparently I've... that that has done the trick. Wow. Yeah. That that's pretty cool. Uh, but you don't want to put expensive flooring in a basement. We had good, I mean, we had nice, uh, you, you always want to put, um, hard surface. Linoleum. Yeah. You know, yeah. Tile, tile is tile. good. Yeah. Something that can get wet, dry out, you know, cause you never know. Yeah. Never know when the hurricane will hit. Just don't know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I was just back up in Chicago. Oh, did you Sleep, have any Gino's East or Giordano's? Sleeping in my mom's basement. <laughs> sleeping in the basement. Wow, kinda... <laughs> now, whenever I go to the Midwest and I'm going through Chicago, I always kind of you know stop by and see the folks. You know that, that that's part of that's part of being middle age now. Yeah. The aging parent thing. It's yes. it's, it's an adventure. I'm telling you. Well, and that's that's a big part of why we're staying with my mom part time here. Is is because... no, it's because you're 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 broke. We're not broke. You're destitute. We're, it was that we're or living saving up for a down payment. It, it was Look, that or living out of your garage. We could pay or rent. Your car. We could we could go rent a house. Yeah. 
and we'd never save up for a down payment, or it'd be very difficult. No, that's true. Or we could live with mom, pay her L- some L- nominal rent, you know, cover are, her. Are you paying her nominal rent? Yeah. Yeah, we're covering her yeah. utilities and, and oh. her mortgage, too. <laughs> she's covering well, I mean, she, she pays like, well, actually, know, she with, pays like 200 bucks a month on with, her mortgage. With your you electrical know, consumption, you should, because yeah. I think her electrical bill is probably double. Do you have Do you have your, your widescreen television set up? No, no, we're just watching hers. As a matter of fact. Does she have good TV? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, you know, she's swap she's out. got a cable with no perks or anything. Internet? She got wireless? She's. She, I hooked up my router, <laughs> my wireless router, but she's got cable modem, so at least it's right, that's speed. good. That's good. She's got and, service. And uh, I've got my uh, Sony Media Player, so we do Netflix and instant streaming and Hulu Plus. Hulu for Plus? For $7.50 a month or something like Excellent. that. It's pretty good, so you don't even need network TV. As a matter of fact, when we end up in a place of our own, we might not uh, even get cable or satellite. We might just stick with the Hulu. And That's that's the coming thing? Yeah. Watching watching media over the internet. Besides, I, when I watch the news, I just get depressed anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, this is our post-election um a depression edition. Uh, yeah. should, should we uh, do some housekeeping? Oh first? yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to, and then then we'll 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 uh, have a pity party. Okay. If you want to call the uh, Manly Doctors hotline six two six five nine three seventy seven thirteen or Manly Doctors Manly Durs thirteen. I had some visitors who uh, came to the church on Sunday and they said, you know, we listen to your sermons and we we listen to the God whispers. And uh, we thought you'd look different. And I said, what do you think that I'd look like? And they said, I don't know, tall and, and like Robert Schuller or something. I don't, you know. Oh. People get their impressions well, you have a, about no, Well, you have, you have a, a media voice. I, I don't know. You do? I mean, you're a trained media expert, right? I, I'm highly trained media You expert. have skills in that Self-trained. Department. For the most part, this yeah. show wouldn't have, wouldn't exist without your expertise. This is true. I, I would have no clue but as to how what? to put together. You, a show. you are such a, uh, a nerdy kind of guy when it comes to the techno stuff. You can't do things kind of half baked. You know, I, I no, 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 no. I've I, been I, I've been the consummate B minus student. Well, you're, and, you're you're in the good enough school. Oh, I love the good enough. Yeah, no, I, I, good enough is great because that I'm means, in the not quite perfect school. That means I have more time to socialize and goof around. Oh, okay. good enough. That's because socializing and goofing around is a priority on your. It is a high priority <laughs> in my life. Our, our buddy Rick uh, Richie, he, he said that uh, I was created for leisure, and I think that, that you know right. you you are you you are leisure oriented. I am. Oh, which uh, yeah. In, in fact, the you're where where the Mouseketeers uh, Hawaiian shirt. Just that is kind correct. Of, it bespeaks leisure. I'm speaking my. I'm wearing. Is, is my that another way of saying shirt. lazy? I, I'm just wondering. Um, no, not lazy. I just believe in having a good time all the time. Oh, <laughs> I, I have to. I have to say, you're not lazy when it comes to leisure. No, I you, work. You hard put at a it. lot of energy into I leisure. Do. You know, I throw one wing ding of a shindig. You work at your play. I do. I do. I you may even it. worship at your play. I like to play. I at think my your worship. verbs are confused. There. You know, That's... I've got I've gotten people kind of upset with me for smiling and waving to little kids as they come up to communion and stuff. But I want them to feel welcome at the Lord's table. That's mugging for the. Uh, it's the Lord's uh, table, and they're. Do cute. you do that? You smile and 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 mug for the little kids. I do up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And you get in trouble for that. Yeah, I have mostly conservative. But my congregation hasn't given me a ration, but one of my old ones did. I got well, not just a couple of biddies. 
you know, a couple Bitties, church angry, ladies, angry blue hairs. <laughs> church. Their husbands Very... died too soon, and the pastor must pay for husbands it. Husbands didn't die soon enough. That's <laughs> well. That's it the... depends on who you're asking. You know, that, that's right. <laughs> you know the old story. Uh, it's all about the life insurance policy. Wh- why do husbands die before their wives? Mm-hmm. Because they want to. <laughs> <laughs> Godwhispers.com or .org. I think at the moment .org isn't working, so go with .com. Oh, is the .com working? You know, well, there was a problem. We, we, we had a slight meltdown of the uh, facilities, and uh, we're, we're, we're just now coming back on stream. But, but by the time this thing airs, we should be good to go again. But uh, you, you have a lot of stream problems, don't you? Uh, well... <laughs> I'm that's, not getting the dot .com here. That's, oh, the .org. I think dot .org works. Dot .org here. Dot .com is down, but dot .org's working. I, I think uh, either our, our tech guys forgot to pay the oh, bills. Oh, yeah, there it is. They forgot to pay the bills for the server, or uh, they've changed something. I, I don't know what they do, but it, I had the same problem with the htlcms.org website, too. Oh, well, you know, the Synod, they're... No, no, that's ours. Oh, I H-T-L-C-M-S, a very oh, clever... Oh, H-T-L-C-M-S. A very clever fusion, because, you know, we are a an LCMS-supporting congregation. Okay. We are. We're... we're, um, we're, See, we're you know what? I never really thought about this. H-T-Holy Trinity, H-T-Higher Things. Yeah. It's all tied H-T together. H-T-High Times. High Times. the pop magazine, right? Yeah, absolutely, yes. That's right. High Times. Speaking of which, we're going to have to talk about this a little bit. The uh, Colorado the utter decriminalization of marijuana in where is it? Colorado, Washington, and Guam? Or, I can't remember where the third <laughs> one was. It, didn't it? Was it like three places that it became uh, legal? I, I'm, I'm only aware of Washington and Colorado. Went down to went down and smoke it in, uh, in in, in, in Oregon. <laughs> now that one's a surprise. But well, no, it, it, that one confirms my theory. It would have passed, but all the supporters forgot it was Tuesday. <laughs> that, that, remember that that's that's the big thing is is the words <laughs> the words marijuana and initiative don't go together in any meaningful way. So uh, I was I was talking to our friend Christian, who's a pastor up in Breckenridge, Colorado, and. And uh, I told him, don't go below the 8,000-foot uh, mark there because you're going to need pizza and, and zingers really fast because <laughs> it's going to be thick. Yeah. White castles <laughs> ought to invest heavily in, uh, in Colorado. Ooh, you know what? I think I'm going to take my money and invest in Pizza Hut in Colorado. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. That's, it's like I told my Bible class. I always, I always vote in favor of those legalization things, not because I'm particularly, you know, I, it's not that I'm, like totally committed to everybody smoking pot or anything like that, or that I even think it's a good idea. I just like sticking it to the federal government. Okay. So you're a pastor in Colorado and your prisoner comes to you and says, my son is smoking pot. You say, how old is he? Well, he's 22 years old. Uh, do you mind if he has beer? No, not at all, but he's smoking pot. How, how do you deal with this as a pastor? Now it's legal. No, it's still, it's still, um, illegal under federal law. It's it's it's. The, oh, these are... so you're gonna you're gonna play the uh, the Federalist Papers on me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm going to play the principle that federal law does trump state law where they ah. where they where they uh, are in conflict. Hmm. So um, hmm. So you're still going to uh, proclaim its illegality? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, still, it's still, it remains a fourth commandment issue. You can't be choosing which parents you want to obey. That's like saying mom's okay with it, but dad isn't. So I'm going with mom on this one. Uh-uh, I can't do that. 
Can't do that. Mm, mm. Got to keep it clean. When 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 you're when you're dealing with the sort of the pastoral side of this stuff, you have to keep. You got to keep this. Got to keep that <laughs> law gospel stuff just very clean. <laughs> but it does start to uh, uh, convolute, make things a little convoluted. It makes it? for interesting it discussion. Muddies the waters a bit. Yeah. Well, muddy. That's yeah, that's that's okay. Muddying the waters is fine. I was trying to get <laughs> it's time for a new computer. I was trying to get John Denver's Rocky Mountain High. <laughs> but I I don't have a flash player that's compatible with this computer. <laughs> We're gonna start out God whispers. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. That was a non sequitur. Well, that really was. <laughs> that, what what was that from? Waterboy. Oh from Waterboy. Water Boy. <laughs> nice. Mama says that. Alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Speaking of well, marijuana thinking. Very impressed with that <laughs> logic. I mean, I think if you want to see, the, I think the ultimate stoner movie, of course, is The Big Lebowski. Oh, yes. That, that's, that, that's the one. If if you want to know what, what excessive pot smoking does yeah, to you. Man, it really right. tied the room together. So this was a value, dog. Yeah. tied the room together, dude? My rug. Were you listening to the dude's story, Donnie? Walter. Were you listening to the dude's story? I was bowling. So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. You're like a child who wanders into the middle of a movie and wants to know... Walter, what's the point? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, you know... hmm. What else is there to say about these uh, pot laws, though? Well, I think, you know, in California, we've had medical marijuana for a while now. Yeah, and, and it, there's there's a there's a big a big disconnect between state and federal law on this. You can still be prosecuted in in, in California by the feds. Yeah, in but fact, the, there was some guy up in in, uh, in in Oakland when Jerry Brown was was the mayor of Oakland. There's some guy in Oakland who was growing under contract for the city of Oakland, and the feds came in and busted his sorry rear end and uh, hauled him into federal court, and they wouldn't let the jury hear the fact that he was he was uh, growing under a contract with the city of Oakland under the California medical marijuana law because that 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 was not that was contrary to federal law there's there's a whole school on how to uh, grow pot in California legally and that sort of thing uh, quote unquote legally I guess you, you well, legally say. within California it's called Oaksterdam University oh, Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> But I, I guess uh, – I, I don't know. I think I heard that the uh, governor of uh, Colorado was pretty ticked off. At, really? Well, yeah. It puts him between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the people are saying we don't want you to enforce the law. Yeah, it's the same as the immigration thing. That's, that's, how, that's how they undercut the Arizona immigration law because most of it is federal law. And states can't be uh, trumping federal law in this system. But in that case – I know you like that because you want to live like armed to the teeth in some shack in Montana like – like Ted, federal law like allows Ted me Kaczynski. to keep and bear arms. I don't understand what your issue is there. But still, Ted Kaczynski, I don't know. He he kind of saw a few things. That, <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. Yeah. this. This got you in trouble. It did. It did. It got me in trouble. I'm with, sorry for bringing this with up. With a gal that I care I, about. But, I'm, but, I'm sorry for bringing this up. Yeah. But, this, I mean, his, his whole... That was inadvertent. His whole rant about uh, technology enslaving us, I, you know, it doesn't excuse anything that he did, but his rant about technology enslaving us, uh, I'm a slave well, to I, the internet, I'm a slave to my iPad. Well, I'm you're a, an addict, man. You know, you, you, need, you take away my cell phone and my internet. I, 
how did I live before these things? You know, I was, I was at the Good Shepherd Institute uh, this past week uh, giving a paper on youth ministry in, in tandem with George Borkhart. And everybody was looking down texting while yeah. you were talking? Well, I, for like, the rest, Stop being rude. For, Pay attention. For the other talks, I was sitting in back or standing in the back of the auditorium. And it's amazing the glow that comes up <laughs> from a room full of people that are supposed to be listening to papers. And they've got their laptops. They've got their iPads. They have their iPhones. There's like a, a glow that comes out of the crowd. You know, of course, facing backwards. As a speaker, you right. can't see that. Right, yeah. But when you sit from the back, it's an amazing sight. And, like, nobody's listening to anything. They're just all doodling around on their... Thirsty, my friends. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was bad timing. That was very bad timing. Sorry. Very bad. But, but this glow is, is amazing. But every, every, everybody's connected with it. It's a guy named St- Scott Stigmeyer from... Uh, oh, yeah, Stig. You know, you know Stigs. Yeah. Uh, but he delivered a paper on the uh, asking some questions about what the the um, the, the long term effects are of, of all this this stuff. Brain cancer. Well, he th- no, he thinks he thinks it causes brain shrinkage. Uh, maybe he had a picture of a very small brain in a in a large head. Well, there you have it. It's proof. And 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 w- where where is William? Move your head. <laughs> Look at the size of that boy's head. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's like an orange on a toothpick. You're going to give the boy a complex. Well, that's a huge noggin. It's a virtual planetoid. Has its own weather system. <laughs> Heed, move! <laughs> you know, I don't think that it's the brains that are shrinking. I think it's the heads that are getting big- bigger. Could be. That could be. I, th- I think it's just a matter of perspective. Now, the one interesting thing to think about historically, in the historic perspective, is the, the Gutenberg printing press. Wait, wait. Are we going to talk about this? The Gutenberg printing press. Please rise. We will now be talking about the Gutenberg printing press. But if you think about the Gutenberg printing press, knock that off. That's that's distracting. I can't take a, this is, you know, you're, it's too German. You're just written hard, put away wet after this whole uh, Good Shepherd thing. You, you just got back last night, right? Totally wired. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still on central time, Eastern yeah. time. I don't know what time I'm in. Yeah. You're just confused. I spent, right I now. spent over three and a half hours in the same car with George Borkhart, that, you know, that driving. Be, hey, I'm bleeding. You are. You do you need a, do you need a bandage? Do you need a compress? Should I apply a tourniquet around the neck? <laughs> You got to cut off the blood flow. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, man, you have you need a dermatologist to look into that. I'm a bleeder. Yeah, well, I think I, th- that could be the start of skin cancer up Probably there. Probably is. I don't care. You just you're, you know what? If it's a melanoma, let's just get this over with. Take the head right off. Let's let's rock this thing. Let's let's. You know what? I don't have to deal with four more years of Obama. I got cancer. Oh, are we going to go down there? I'm, I'm going. Conservative despair. Let's talk about yeah, conservative let's, well, despair. No, wait, wait, wait. First, we were talking about Good Shepherd Institute because I'm really interested in Oh, it was good. Yeah. No, but, but Stiggs was talking about the, you know, questioning, asking questions about, you know, the implications, the effects, whatever, on of all this media and this, this sort of immediate kind of flash, 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 now this, now that, now the other thing. And apparently there's some studies. He didn't he didn't give us the hard data, but there's some studies. That National Enquirer studies. No, but but there there's some studies that indicating that uh, it does change our learning style, our thinking style, the way we express ourselves. Uh, kind of, you know, they talk about quote unquote rewiring the brain, even though your brain's not actually wired. 
but but well, it, it changes the neural pathways. It's right? certainly yeah, it's certainly pushing on different areas of the brain. It's more uh, picture. It's more deals in pictures and visuals rather than in words. I and like concepts. pictures. You're a case in point right there. And <laughs> and uh, but I, I I was I asked this question. We had kind of a little roundtable. But I said, you know, if Gutenberg was an instrumental um, piece of technology in the Reformation. Does the advent of the internet and this kind of communication does this does this uh, signal perhaps is this a technology for a new reformation? Hmm. Now, some would argue that the new technology actually takes us back to the old technology, and that is uh, we're dealing more in orality, in narrative, uh, in things like that, because the written word was not not dominant until everybody had it in front of them. You know, the, in fact, uh, at the time of the Bible was written, time of the New Testament, the written word served the oral word. It was a written record of the spoken word and a mnemonic aid to the, the oral words. Very different relationship than what we have. Hmm. For us, it's the written word. Where is this written? Uh, in, the, in the first century, they w- would have asked, uh, you know, uh, who said it? You know, what, one of the problems about the age that we're in is there's a record. Oh gosh! Of everything of every, that you say, every and, hiccup, and, yeah, binders of women, <laughs> exactly. That, There's that, one. Yeah, no, that that. Um, but but here's the idea, though. If it's not, I don't think it's really a throwback to a former era because we are not going to recover the skills of an oral culture. An oral culture has a long listening attention span and a good memory for what was heard, and we don't have that. We have attenuated memories, and we have short attention spans. I'm sorry. Were you saying something? Exactly my yeah. point. See, so <laughs> the, uh, but but the, the I think the question, and here's the bigger question, is: Are we in the church going to become kind of increasingly isolated from the culture, non-participants in the culture, saying this is bad for you? Kind of a, a new generation of Amish. It sounded to me like there were some people actually advocating a kind of a Lutheran Amishness. You know, th- this is one of the problems that we face is being in the world, but not of the world. True. Being in, but different and separate. And, and a lot of people take that as uh, not participating at all. Well, you've, and you've always had these attempts at creating sort of utopian societies along all sorts of ideologies, including, say, Lutheran. You know, the Franken colonies in Michigan, these were attempts to create a Lutheran utopia. In fact, one guy read an interesting paper, uh, Christian, Christianopolis. A Lutheran utopia sounds like hell to me. Christianopolis. And, and it was written by, <laughs> by some guy in the Orthodox period where he envisioned this, basic, this basically this, this city built on Lutheran principles. Um, I got to get a hold of this. In fact, uh, I, 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 need to, I need to kind of research, but yeah. Christianopolis. That's... That's scary. It didn't work so well with the Calvinists in Geneva. Well, no, see, that's the thing. The Christian state. Yeah. You know, uh, but these utopian movements really worry me because they they all are very, at some level, totalitarian. You know what's weird with these things is it usually goes the way of polygamy. And (laughs) it's weird. I mean, if you look at it, whenever these things happen, there's usually some guy who declares himself to be the prophet. And, of course, the prophet needs eight wives, and they have to be 14 years old or under. I found it. Johannes Valentinus Andre. 
Oh yeah, good old Valentine. Yeah, um, I don't know. But, but he wrote a he wrote a thing like called Christian Christianopolis. Christian Christianopolis. No, just Christian. I, that was me stammering and stuttering. Oh. The ideal state. You know, maybe we could get a board game, Christianopoly. Christian. <laughs> That's for you. I mean, they do all sorts of stuff with Monopoly. Jeez. I don't see why not Christianopoly. Well, here it is on Google Books. What? Christianopolis, an ideal of the 17th century. Wow. 17th century. 17th century. That goes back a ways. It does. I I was thinking that this was around the time of the founding of Frankenmuth or something. No, 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 no. This is, this is, this is beyond, this is, you know, this may be something that I think we need to read in light of the events of our day. It may be quite interesting. I personally have considered taking over Catalina Island and getting four nuclear missiles, just pointing <laughs> just, one in each direction. Hey, this thing is long. This thing has uh, it's 276 pages and a bunch of chapters. Is it available online? Uh, you know, somebody said that it was. Um, but th- this is Lutheran Christian utopianism. That sounds messed up. Wow. But anyway, yeah, one of the one of the speakers um, at the at the uh, the Good Shepherd conference was talking about this. But I wonder whether we're creating a sort of an Amishness now. It's sort of we're going to start. <laughs> what do we got going here? Oh, we're we're almost out of time oh, for this segment. Okay, well, this is nice. This, this is, is nice. Dropkick Murphys. Oh my, one of my favorite. This Donovan is, would would be proud. The Dickies meets uh, Celtic wom- woman. Something (laughs) or something, yeah. Anyway, we'll be back. Welcome back to the God Whispers. 
I'm Craig Denofrio. I'm Bill Furla. This is uh, Dropkick Murphys. Dropkick Murphys. Wicked sensitive crew. <laughs> this is the way that we would say it in Baston. <laughs> these That's guys these stuff. guys are just fun <laughs> it's good stuff. they are fun it's it's hard although it, judging wrong. by their live videos you, you gotta i i i think you would lose count of the number of broken noses and other things at at one of their concerts i mean it just it looks like just all mayhem breaks loose hey bill i have to tell you something yeah asking him to love her oh you. <laughs> What are you saying? Complete me. You complete me. Not just has. Not just has. Just shut up. You had me at hello. There you go. Oh gosh, that's just. I, I got into that a little earlier than I thought. That was that was yes. wretched. You so can, you complete me, Bill. So get, getting back we're to having get, an Elka moment conservative here. conservative uh, anxiety <laughs> conservative depression conservative uh, just you know the post election oops still playing blues Sorry. are you holding up okay after the election yeah yeah I'm I'm doing fine because uh, I didn't like either of the candidates to begin with so. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of philosophical. I'm pretty much, uh, you know, the way that I was kind of looking at it is one guy uh, w- has the bullet train to destruction on overdrive, and the other one would slow it down to 80 miles an hour. <laughs> Either way, know, it's it, arriving it's, at yeah, destination. It, our, ho- our hope and our help is in the name of the Lord. Uh, this state and country and everything else is, uh, you know, it's temporary. See, I, I'm of the opinion that that um, the politics really needs to be like, you know, the kind of adversarial thing in the courtroom or you know, anything else. That that when you're campaigning and when you're in the throes of advocating for your candidate, you know, give it your all, you know. And I, I think politics is really important. In fact, the two things that we don't want to talk about in, in general conversation, politics and religion, are really the two things that are most important in the temporal and eternal kingdoms, respectively. I mean, this is, you know, politics. Everything in the temporal kingdom is about politics. Politics is the stuff of the temporal kingdom. And and uh, religion is the stuff of the eternal kingdom. They, these are important things. We need to talk, talk about them. But once the, once the results are in, the votes are tabulated, the winner declared, the speech is made, then you got to get back to your vocation. It, it is what it is. It is. Yeah, that's right. You, know, you, you accept it. Yeah. You, uh, you, you know, I, I personally thank God for, the, you know, peaceful transitions. You know, in any other country, there'd be, you know, they'd be burning down the Capitol. They'd be, you know, all kinds of just crazy behavior. But here, you know, people kind of, they, they go back to YouTube. Well, you know, I always hearken back to Independence Day with Will Smith and the aliens blow up the Capitol building. <laughs> okay. And and I was in the movie theater watching that, and a bunch of people in the crowd started cheering. I was one of them, but yeah, yeah. still, a bunch of people started cheering. You know, it really would be okay. It, it would be just What, fine. if aliens blew up the Capitol yes. building? Yeah, it would be no, okay. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, no, you know what? You know, God's you, still in charge. The, it, the world would go on. God is still in charge, but he works through means, and the means is the ordered government that we have. 
And just because you don't like, you know, if somebody doesn't like the leader, that doesn't make it less God's authority. It just no, means you I don't, don't like the It's not that I don't like the leader. It's that I don't like what the institution has become, and it's become self-serving, and, and it's not a government of and for and by the people so much anymore as it used to be. So, I, you know. You know, I, the, the, that, that, I, that the democratic ideal, though, is that really scriptural? Because, I mean, really, the, what, what's, what's you the know leader what? in it's Romans American. 13? It's okay? American. It's American. God bless America. America. Yes, yeah, that's right. No, that's right. It's it's not. And if my people, it's not will... Christian. <laughs> it's just I America. I always love that when the when the fundamentalists start claiming that if my people will bow their knee and so forth and so on, it's like you, what are you Israel? Yeah, right. it's like America is now Israel. Okay, no, but these work. are the same premillennial dispensationalists that insist that Israel is not the church. It's Israel, but then now America is right. God's chosen Good point. and. It's, is it's America so Israel? Is Israel Israel? If America is Israel, then we need to stop supporting Israel. Yeah, right. You know. There you go. But if the church is Israel, hey, all bets are off. <laughs> which is really part of the two kingdoms thing. Yeah. Is, is that is that the eternal kingdom, which is the church, is 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 not. Uh, you know, and that's the church that's not part of this temporal order and stuff like that. But but that's the, then then no nation lays claim to that status. Well, and and this gets into also the confusion between the two kingdom principle and separation of church and state, which I think are two different things, by the way. I agree. They are. I mean, two kingdoms is temporal and eternal kingdom. Right. uh, Which is strictly, I think, a division of law and gospel, really. Uh, The the distinction of church and state is a distinction of vocation or ordo. Well, if if Luther believed in the separation of church and state that so many tout today, then he wouldn't have had the electors and princes and everything sign off on all the Lutheran doctrine. Yes, would he? right. I mean, look look at look at all look at all the government people that have that signed right. off on our confessions yeah. in the Book of Concord. Nor would he the, have. The signers aren't necessarily theologians as much as no. they're rulers. Well, in most of them, they are. So some of the documents are signed by theologians, but most of them are signed by representatives of the regions. Right. That is the princes and the electors. It, yeah, that's my point. <laughs> and he also would not have advocated that the prince could be in emergency situations, the emergency bishop of the church either. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't aware no of that bishop. one. No bishop. Yeah. I mean, this is the, yeah, he's <laughs> go, right, go right for the German on that one. Man, just wow. It comes out reflex. But but no, the, 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 the bishop or the, the prince, providing he's bishop or providing he's a Christian, is because for the lack of bishops and oversight in the church, Luther said it's perfectly acceptable for him to be the note bishop, the, the, the emergency or the, the bishop of need. Wow. That paves the way for the whole state church concept. Well, there's there's that, but also, you know, the, the British have the king or queen as the defender of, now, faiths, but it was <laughs> well, the faith. At, at that time, yeah, the, the faith. It was a good idea on paper. Yeah, but the, 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 didn't work in the, the of 20 and 21st <laughs> century so well. But. So, but, you know, I, I, I really, you know, bottom line is no matter who you supported and no matter what your political leanings are, so despair Despair is not really becoming Christian. I, uh, of a Christian, I believe that that uh, you know what did Luther write in that that great hymn? Take they our life, goods, fame, child, wife. Let these all be gone. We they yet have nothing won the kingdom. 
ours remaineth. He's looking at the eternal kingdom. His eye is on the kingdom of God, right. which is not of this world. I, you know, it depends on how you look at despair. I think despair is very fitting of the of the Christian. If we're despairing of this world and its attractions, and okay. despairing of, of ourselves fine. and our own righteousness, and exactly and that sort of thing, and our but, false trust, trust not in princes and mortal men who cannot save. Right. Said, I believe David, who himself was a king, but but uh, you know, the, the, I think I think we have a lot of misplay. I think. I think a lot of what passes as American patriotism is simply the idolatry of the state. Well, there's also, and, and we were talking about this earlier, I'll, I'll be blunt. I live a comfortable life. A taxation is relatively low. Mom's basement. I've got mom's basement. Yeah. I have the hope of owning property again in the near future. <laughs> yeah, but that's not going to happen. I have my guns. You know, guns. that I can go out shooting and hunting. Boys with, with toys. I've, you know, cigar lounge. Cigar lounge. I can still smoke and all this. Yeah. And so the big state to me represents losing my fun. And and being taxed <laughs> out of my fun, being taxed, having your fun taxed, yeah. yeah. And I don't want my fun taxed. There you go. So you know, I mean, that's that's kind of the whole. So big basically, thing. what but, you're saying is it's all about Craig, really, and, and kind of the absolutely it is. Okay. Yes, but but ultimately, who's bigger and who's greater? God or the Democrats or Republicans or Barack Obama or Rich, Mitch, Mitch Romney, whatever his name is. Mitch. Rich, Rich Romney. Mitt's, uh, not, Mitt's <laughs> not actually his, his legal name. His, his legal name is something else. Right? I don't know. You can tell why he went with Mitt. I just call him Mark Romeo or something like that. But, <sighs> but you know, ultimately, God is the one who sets up and tears down the kingdoms for his purposes. That's right. And, you know, we as Christians have to trust that God is going to do what's what's best. The temporal us. kingdom, the whole temporal order is basically the canvas on which God plays out salvation history. And he, by, by, the, by the doctrine of selection, not election, but selection, he chooses whom he will serve for whatever purposes he serves. Just like, you know, Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. Uh, I mean, that's the whole, Paul's whole point in Romans 9, 10, and 11, is that for this, this working of salvation in, with, and under history, temporal history, God raises up nations. He, he puts them down again. What does he do? The Assyrians. Remember, he says through the prophet, I'm going to raise mm, up Assyria. Right, yep. I'm going to punish my people. Then I'm going to punish Assyria for enjoying it too much. <laughs> Babylonians, another one, you know, raises up Babylon, takes people in the, into captivity. What's that about? Well, it's, it's, you know, that's the theme of death and resurrection. Israel's living out the life of the Christ in its own, its own uh, national identity. Yeah, but God has a way of often letting us have what we think we need. Exactly. Or, or what we want. That's right. And, you want and government? It, Here's government, yeah, baby. I'm going to give you government until it's coming out of your nose. It, it doesn't pan out so well. You know, the, <laughs> the kings of old, when uh, you know, when, when the people were saying, we, we want a king, and God said, no, you, that's not going to no, work yeah. out so well you for you. You don't want a king. He's going he's gonna to conscript your sons. He's going to take away your money. He's going to take off, run your, you know, take, just take your daughters. But, but all the pagans have one, and they look really cool. We want a king. We want a king. And ever since, you know, it hasn't worked out so well, has it? But... Uh, and well, and God is resourceful. I mean, He even accommodates this stuff. So He uses the king, the office of king, as a messianic type for Christ. So Son yep. of David becomes the big messianic theme. Uh, you know, and, and and yet this is a thing that God did not want. He was their king. It's like He's telling them, "You don't need a king." Now I'm not equating America and Israel. It doesn't work that way. 
Right. But but I mean, you know, God God basically gives them what they want. Yeah, you, you want more government, you get more government. That's like the there quail in the wilderness. You know, this manna sucks, man. We want some meat. Uh, oh, you want meat? I'll give you meat till it's coming out of your nose. Okay. You're going to be bursting. Oh, gosh, yeah. You're yeah. going to be so – you're going to have so much meat, you're going to be sick of meat. You don't want to see meat by the time I'm done with you. So it's like, yeah, you want government? You want government to t- take care of you? You want government to be your – I'll give you government. I'll give you government to take care of every need you have. See how you like it. You know? well, but this plays over into the church also. You want relevance. You want contemporariness. You, you know, you want to be so contemporary. Fine. But the problem is when you start catering to the culture to the point where you've forgotten about the gospel, yeah, exactly. you end up with a church with no gospel. So you're entertained, but uh, that's about it. And that's damned you know, in your entertainment. And, which and gets then, back to your fun thing. but uh, Yeah. Well. <laughs> But I have fun at church anyway. So, so you know, here's fun. the bottom line. I mean, what does Paul say? He says, pray for kings and rulers all in authority. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you like them, voted for them, whether you think, you know, that's the right guy or not. Uh, the guy who's in is the guy who's in. And, and, you know, that's the one you pray for. So ultimately, I think this is the answer. Stay thirsty, my friend. Absolutely. Right. I, I mean, you know, that, those are sound words right there. <laughs> No, you know, here's a reminder. I mean, Romans 13, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. There's no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. And, and you know, Paul's writing this, you know, who's, who's, who's in charge at the time? This is the Roman Caesars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, the, those who persecuted the church. And well, not only that, but those who they were living high on the hog, they were they were throwing you know these feasts and festivals. Or they were having a, they were having just just a, they were having a good time. Bread and circuses at baby. taxpayers' expense, and uh, you know Paul doesn't say uh, be subject to the governing authorities, the ones you like and voted for. Yeah, they, you know, I didn't do that. Yeah. Well, you know, at, at our church, we we pray for Barack Obama, uh, especially during evening prayers. By name, yes, and, so uh, do we. And every Sunday, I will admit it. It uh, ruffles my feathers to do it, but I do it anyway because I, I he's my con- king. Okay, you'll you'll, you'll or not my king, you'll but ad- my president. You'll admit whatever. that. I'll confess king, this: I enjoy doing it because I know it ruffles all those those <laughs> conservatives. <laughs> you know, who who think that being conservative is the same as being Christian? I would rather be praying for for President Jefferson personally, <laughs> but you know that's. Uh, I don't think they. I don't think they would have liked Jefferson. I'm, I'm a couple hundred years late. They would not have liked Jefferson. I was born a couple hundred years late. I guess I would have died if I was born two hundred years ago. I would have died as a baby. So now you know. I mean, obviously, this country has some some huge issues. Big, I mean, big problems, economic problems, uh, the the national debt, all kinds of things. A lot of it tied to our own greed. Yep. I mean, a lot of it tied to the fact that we love those low Walmart prices, and so we're willing to buy every anything, any piece of crap made in China. Um, and uh, that we like our cheap, cheap uh, produce from the store. And yeah, I mean, that's the thing is I think, I think our consumptiveness is really the underlying idolatry. That's, it's, it's our own greed and consumptiveness that's eventually going to consume us. Well, and it, this also, it's not an either or, or or anything like that. You know, you also do have unions who have run amok and unskilled, untrained laborers making ungodly amounts of money driving up the cost of certain things. And so, of course, we go to China where we can have slave labor do it for next to nothing and that sort of thing. So, I mean, it it, it goes all around. It's not just the consumers. It's also the workers. And it's it's just our 
comfort level that we've come to well, expect. See, that comes around to your thing. You want to be comfortable. Right. Yeah, and know. we've come to expect a certain <laughs> amount of comfort. And that's, you know, it's unfortunate. That's what we want in the church, too, is we want to be comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And and so a church that calls for repentance. You know, in fact, here's the thing. It's a lot easier for the church to get involved in political stuff because that gives you a self-righteous edge. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that, you know, you feel vindicated because you vote a certain way? Yeah, and and therefore you know, so you demonize the other side. The other, they're 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 the unbelievers. They're not the true believers. You you can't be a true Christian and vote this way or that way. You know, and and therefore because I voted this way, I'm true. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's self that's self justification. It's the old Adam in action once again. Oh, I'm unplugging my computer here. You know, I've seen the same thing, and I, I hate to be critical, but I'm going to be critical. This big push of, you know, uh, we need to be having lots of children in the Missouri Synod. Um, you know, <laughs> but, but think about it. See, that, that gives you an excuse to look down on and judge those with small families or no children. And what about single people? I mean, you know, what, what is their purpose in life? They're supposed to go running around finding a mate to get married to produce children? I think they should just be having anonymous sex, creating more <laughs> children, right? Doesn't that make sense? Doesn't doesn't President Harrison condone that, or am I mistaken? I think I think you've kind of missed the message. You're, oh, you're off okay. point at some point. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can long for the days when we had a hundred kids in Sunday school and confirmation classes of fifty, and and whatnot. But but that's you know that's that's not the reality of what we've got. And and I don't see a mandate to the church to reproduce. I see a mandate to the church to make disciples, and that is by baptizing and teaching, not yep. by copulation. Well, that's the easy way and the fun way. Well, yeah, it is. But, uh, you know, and, and granted, that's a way. Like Rodney Dangerfield says in Back to School, the best part of having kids is making them. Let's so face it's- it. It's, it's harder to evangelize <laughs> the neighbor than it is to drop another baby. Well, yeah. But, you know, unless, by unless the, of course, you're infertile, then good luck. By the same token. Do adoptions count? Can you just, yeah, I suppose they sure, do. Because, because you can uh, you can go and. and uh, Baptize and catechize those yeah, absolutely. little guys. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It's that would just, be, a good, that'd be a good push for. The, for the foster parenting thing is kind of the rough one, though, because, you know, there are very strict guidelines on foster. Foster parenting is, is a narrow bandwidth. Yeah, there. yeah. You can't spank the kids or anything. Yeah, well, that's different. You, you, you know, can't trouble, sell them as slave labor. The trouble, you can't the, do the anything trouble with, with foster kids. parenting is invites in the night of the living social worker in a oh, big, yes, a big way. That. Though, God love them. I know, I know a number of families that have, that have served as foster parents, too, uh, and there's a lot of heartache involved. Oh, yeah, in there too. is. There is. Um, you, especially when you, you know, really bond with the kids, and then all of a sudden... They're oh, gone. They're, yeah, they're, a lot of times... They're, mom they're, got out of jail, and mom, now Junior... Mom, is out on parole, druggy mom, on the uh, on the 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 grand theft auto drug violations, and <laughs> so, on right. the prostitution and heroin yeah. violations. <laughs> so the kid goes back to that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but oh, yeah, so much for that. I, I think it's time for some formula of concord. Hey. What possesses somebody to sit down and record this is what I want to know. You know, people often ask the same question about us. (laughs) And and rightfully so. Stay thirsty, my friends. (laughs) All right. Um, We left off last time, as far as I can tell. William, move your head. (laughs) Yeah, right about there. With Article 3... 
from the formula. We're using the epitome because it's short. The epitome. You like to say that, I know. Yes, I do. You know, it was clever once. I, you know, I've been saying it for years. I can't get away from it. I'm a creature of habit. Fifth affirmative thesis. We, we've gone through the fact that it is the righteousness of the entire Christ according to his divinity and his humanity that is our righteousness before God, that it is faith alone that is the means by which we receive it. Um, and so in the fifth thesis, we say, we believe, teach, and confess according to the usage of Holy Scripture, the word justify means in this article to absolve, that is to declare free from sins. Proverbs 17 says, he who justifies the wicked and he and he who, can, who condemns the righteous are both alike an abomination to the Lord. <laughs> that's interesting. He who justifies the wicked um, is an abomination to the Lord. Yet that's what the Lord himself does. He justifies the wicked. Hmm. Romans 8.33, who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. The wicked? <laughs> the ungodly. <laughs> His enemies. Yes. Um, and so this is a question of usage here, uh, because, you know, in the heart of the word justifies righteousness, dikaiosune dikaiao is the verb to, to declare righteous. And, uh, and that is to impart a righteousness, to give a righteousness, an alien righteousness. So, so to justify here means to absolve or declare that one is free from sins, forensic Objective act. or subjective? Good question. Um, in this case, I would say that, uh, that the, the way this is being used is subjectively. That, you know, if I were to incorporate both, I would say to justify is to apply justification to the individual. How's that? Okay. See, uh, and so the, the act of justification is an act that is done to the individual um, and received through faith. But what is applied and, and what is apprehended by faith is justification. And that is, that is the, the objective work of Christ that, that is for the whole world. Okay. Where did we leave off here? Going on at times, the words regeneration and renewal of life. So regeneration or vivification are used in place of justify, as in the apology. This is done with the same meaning, but in other places, the renewal of a person is understood by these terms and is distinguished from justification through faith. So, so this is interesting. It's a, this is a matter of usage. There are times when we will use the word uh, regenerate or vivify in place of justification. Hmm. See, sometimes even sanctification is used in a broad sense that also embraces justification. So would, it, would this be fair to say that a wink and nod to sinful behavior is inexcusable and wrong? What, is the, what does this have to do with the article? Well, back at the beginning of, of this, it says that uh, we believe, teach, and confess that according to the usage of Scripture, the word justify means uh, in this article, absolve, that is, pronounced free from sin. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So he who justifies the wicked, is that, is that excusing wickedness or is that, I'm, I'm trying to understand that. Oh, you're trying to understand the proverb. Oh, yeah. I see where that's going. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Or, or one who makes excuses for 
Right. You know, that's the thing. Our conscience, Romans chapter 2, our conscience makes excuses. You know, it either accuses or makes excuses. That's, right. that's what it's good for. Self-justifying. Exactly. Yeah. And it's precisely that self-justification that the law of God silences. You know, that no one will be declared righteous right. under the law. That's Paul's big summary statement, Romans three twenty-one. You know, but now there is a righteousness of God that that is revealed apart from law. See, and, and that's that's the point here. To justify is to speak a righteousness from outside, to forgive from the outside. That is not to make excuses for, but to declare free from sin, to acquit, to pronounce not guilty. You know, God pronounces the guilty not guilty for Christ's sake. Yes. 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 But see, the, you know, in our language, that, that can also sometimes be referred to as regeneration, even though narrowly that's not. That's something else. But, but the whole thing, taken as a whole, can also be, justification can be part of that. Not that it's a process, but justification can be used uh, as, as a part of the whole of regeneration and vivification, or it can be distinguished as narrowly justification through faith. That's the big, that's the big thing. These terms refer to the renovation of man and distinguish it from justification by faith. Does yours say renovation or does it say something different? Mine says regeneration and vivicate, vivification, mm. regeneratio and vivif- right. vivificatio. That, that's uh, up higher here, but the, in the last sentence there. Where? Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. It's it's continuing on in the, that same sentence. The words regenerato and vivia, vi, vivificato uh, are used in place of justification, and then they mean the same thing. Even though otherwise these terms refer to renovation of the man. Or oh, renewal of a person. The renewal of a person is understood by these terms. Okay, I was wondering yeah, 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 what, yeah. What, your, uh, what your text said, because today we're reversed. You have the reader's edition, and I have the text. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but but yeah, that's the point. So, sometimes... Um, those words are used interchangeably with justify. Other times they are used uh, is as the renewal of a person uh, in distinction from justification, what we narrowly call sanctification. Very good. All right. Okay. So six, we believe, teach, and confess that many weaknesses and defects cling to the true believers and totally regenerate, truly, excuse me, truly regenerate, even up to the day they are buried. That's Luther's big seamal, you know, that we remain in this life simultaneously sinners and saints. Right. Still, they must not on that account doubt either their righteousness, which has been credited to them through faith, or the salvation of their souls. They must regard it as certain that for Christ's sake, according to the promise and immovable, or probably immutable, word of the Holy Gospel, they have a gracious God. Now, there's the big thing, is, is what, what happens, can, can sin cause one to doubt one's salvation? Not if you're looking at Christ. Right. If you're looking at your sin. Yes. This was such a huge thing when I came to Lutheranism. This this is the linchpin for me when when finally my Arminianism fell was understanding that I am a saint and a sinner. I'm not either a saint or a sinner. Or one one kind of making your way to the other. Right. Sometimes or, yeah, backsliding. Or in, in transgression. Sometimes. Oh, uh, 
Yeah. See, that's the thing. Is <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was a backslider par excellence. You well, know? you I still mean, are, but now you have better understanding of your backsliddenness. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, now I don't lose my faith every time I sin, yeah. or lose my savior every time I sin. I should say. But, you know, this is something that I I think even many Lutherans really have a hard time wrapping their heads around. And and especially the more pietistic on, you know, on the more pietistic end, you forget that you are a sinner first and foremost and that you need a savior above all else. Yeah, you know, this this section quotes 1 John 1.8. You know, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And so there's this idea that, that one can be truly regenerate, be a true believer, and still be burdened with the old Adam. That, that, that you know, sin, sin and everything that, that pertains to the old Adam still clings to us until we are buried. You know what else clings to you? This song. Jesus is a friend. It clings. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is I thought we were phasing this out. Oh, we're going to phase it out? Here we go. <laughs> wow. That was a smooth transition right there. I'm a highly trained radio professional. Always look on the bright side of life. He's got the movie right there. Always look on the bright side of life. Actually, that was Life of Brian. That is. That's right. That's right. Uh, Man of Life. Feral beast.